for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey guys, it's Courtney here. This month's theme is a good one. It's also a convicting one, and it's so funny to me that Hannah used a song at the beginning of her episode. I had written my episode before I listened to hers, <laughs> so that's kind of funny to me. I'm not going to sing my song, though. <laughs> I will spare you that, but I don't know if you've heard this kid's song, but um, there are a couple of different verses to it, and they are the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. The things I used to wear, I don't wear them anymore. And the words I used to say, I don't say them anymore. And the chorus is, there's been a great change since I've been born again. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When we become a Christian, there are some things that should change. And one of the hardest things to do is for us to die to self. The Bible says he must increase, I must decrease. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I die daily. And Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Also, Romans 13, 14 says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. That means do not feed your flesh anything. Do not provide anything that will keep it alive. I love the illustration of the two wolves. You've probably heard it before. One of them's evil, which, you know, is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, faults, pride, superiority, and ego. Basically, everything that is fleshly. (laughs) The other one is good, you know, things like joy, peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith, all the things that the Spirit is. And there is a battle raging between the two of them inside of us. Well, which wolf wins? the one that you feed. It's the same with the flesh and the spirit. The Old Testament is written for our learning and it has so many examples of what not to do. The world and the culture today teach contrary to scripture. A lot of times their views and their standards are the exact opposite of what God's word says. So you could also say that the world is full of examples of what not to do also. One of the things it's easy for us to get caught up in are these cute little worldly, fleshly philosophies. They sound cute. Everyone says them, and we get sucked right in. A few years ago, you might remember, YOLO, (laughs) you only live once. And Brian and I actually still pick with each other about that one. Um, But more recently, the phrase is, you do you. So do you want me to tell you what you is? A few years ago, a popular movie said that you is kind, you is smart, you is important, but that ain't true. (laughs) You is flesh, you is prideful, you is sinful, you is dust. And if you continually feed your flesh and your desires, that wolf is going to win out. That is what will control you. As Christians, we are called to put 
off the former conversation. That's the old ways. That's the you do you philosophy, the do whatever feels good, the Disney philosophy of following your heart. That is not biblical and that should not be the mindset of a Christian. The Bible even tells us in Ephesians 4.22 that the former conversation, the old ways are corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Remember Romans 13.14 tells us to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ means to become more like him. We grow based on the food we eat. And that's why that same verse warns us not to make provision for the flesh. Warren Wearsby said, if we feed the flesh, we will fail. But if we feed the inner man, the nourishing things of the spirit, we will succeed. You know, putting on and putting off, these are actions. You actually have to do something. You can't take a passive approach. We didn't have to do anything to get saved, but because we are now saved, there are some things we should do, and there are some things we should not do. Before you met your spouse, you didn't have to do anything for them or do anything with them. You didn't know them, so that would have been kind of weird. But once you met and once you were married, that relationship came with expectations, things you should do and things you shouldn't do now that you're married. So let's look at a few of the characters in the Bible that did their own thing, that lived out the you-do-you mentality, that fulfilled the lusts of the flesh, the people that fed the evil wolf. And let's just see where all that got them. We'll start off with Lot. Lot was a wealthy man. He had the opportunity to look around and decide which way he wanted to go, where he would raise his family. And instead of taking his decision to the Lord, he fulfilled that fleshly desire for the big city, for the things of the world. Because of this one decision, he lost his family because he couldn't die to self, because he gave in to the lust of the flesh. Do you guys remember Nadab and Abihu in Leviticus 10? We read this really sad account. They did what they wanted and not what God had commanded. They got caught up in the lust of the flesh. They thought they could come to God however they wanted. They got caught up in this moment. God had given specific instructions and they ignored them. And God killed them for it. Everything they did in this situation was wrong. They were the wrong people to handle the incense. They used the wrong instrument. There was a special censer. They acted at the wrong time. Only on the Day of Atonement was the high priest permitted to take incense into the Holy of Holies. They acted under the wrong authority. They used the wrong fire. The Bible calls it strange fire. They acted with the wrong motive. They didn't seek to glorify God alone. Everything they did was wrong and God killed them. The Israelites are obviously continual examples of choosing to feed and follow their flesh instead of yielding to the Spirit. They straight refused to enter Canaan. They thought they knew better than God, and God punished them. They never got to enter the promised land. You remember when God told Moses to speak to the rock and the water would come out, and instead, out of his anger, y'all, I'm using my hands, and I keep hitting the table, and I keep hitting the microphone. (laughs) I'm like flailing all around. Okay, so God told Moses to speak to the rock, and instead, out of his anger, which is a fleshly response, he hit the rock, and God punished him. And not only did God punish Moses, he punished Aaron, and Aaron didn't even do anything. He was just there. Moses is the one that disobeyed, but neither of them got to enter the promised land. Remember, I told you our flesh is prideful and not only do we fail in our weaknesses, sometimes God uses our strengths to feed us a little taste of humble pie. Sometimes he allows us to fail in an area that we feel strong 
Abraham, remember him? He had strong faith, but guess where he failed? His faith. What about David? David had integrity. He was a man after God's own heart. Fail. Peter, he was courageous, but it only took a little old girl to cause him to lack courage. The Bible says about Moses in Numbers 12 that he was the meekest man on the earth, and he didn't see the promised land because he let his anger get the best of him. What I'm trying to get you to see is that feeding the flesh all of its desires will strengthen it. Feeding the spirit with the biblical things of God will strengthen it. So what's your daily diet? Is it God's word, prayer, encouraging songs and hymns, biblical relationships, or is it the things of this world, the worldly relationships, the worldly music, the worldly philosophies? When the battle is raging, the strongest wolf comes out on top. One commentator put it this way. Suppose a biologist were to perform an experiment by grafting at a given stage of development a butterfly to a spider. And he would do so in such a way that the two creatures were fused into one and thus grew to maturity. What a clash of instincts there would be in a monstrosity like this. One part of the creature's nature would long for the clear vault of heaven, while the other part would crave a web in a dark corner and a diet of blood. That's a weird illustration, but I thought it was great. I mean, look, we have to die to ourselves daily so that we can put on Christ. We can't wear both garments. It's us or him. And it's a daily choice. So which are you wearing today? Maybe you need to go make a change. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the scriptures. Until next time.